Good evening, everyone. Uh, it's your weekly uh, show, Ball Caps and Bagpipes. I'm Jason Durr, former league president, Baseball Scotland Hall of Famer. And of course, I'm going on solo tonight as John is unable to make it tonight because he is working. So I, I imagine we'll see John in the comments at some point in time, giving give me a hard time, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, just a solo show tonight. And we've got on our special guests, we have uh, Ryan Mookie McFarland from uh, the Edinburgh Cannons slash Edinburgh Knights. So it'll be interesting to get his perspective on what it's like to playing on uh, both those teams here. So just a quick update from the weekend. So the, the scores from AAA this weekend were Comets 3, Breakers 0. So it looks like it's a very close game with only three runs being scored. And the Devils put 19 across the board with the Oilers scoring 5. Single A, the Breakers won 6-5 to five over the Comets. Another close game. So uh, it looks like close games all around up in Tayport. You know, 1-1, one, one, lost one. Not It's pretty good there. So, so far, our standings this week, we have the Cannons at 6-1, and one, the Breakers at 4-3, and three, the Comets at 4-4, four and four, the Devils at 3-4, and four, the Galaxy at 3-4, and four, and the Oilers at 2-6. and six. The single-A standings are the Breakers at 5-0, and oh, the Comets at 3-3, three and three, the Knights at 2-3, and three, and a Galaxy of 0-4. So, exciting week of baseball. It looks like it's getting really close there. There's not a whole lot of difference. Uh, and the standings there, where they're still not even halfway through the season. So I'm looking forward to see how the season turns out for everybody. And uh, I even got to throw the ball around on Sunday, which was a good time there. And I'll talk to Mookie about that. So I'm going to bring Ryan on now, and we'll bring Mookie in and get his opinion on how things are going here in Edinburgh and how it's like to play for the Cannons and the Knights. So all right, so we'll bring Mookie on right on. Hello. Hey, Ryan. How you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks, Jason. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. So uh, I, I said I got to play this weekend. Uh, you invited me to come along to a, a pickup game on Sunday, and my body does not thank you one bit for it. I am <laughs> sore in my arm and my butt and my legs. <laughs> Walking uh, up and down the stairs has been a pain in the ass. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to thank you for a lot. It was a lot of fun. It was the first time I picked up a baseball since September of last year and probably a good five years since I actually played any competitive games. So uh, I had a lot of fun on Sunday. Uh, I just want to thank you for letting me come on down and, and pretend that was still uh, pretty good back in the day. No, no worries. Uh, the uh, curveball still works at least. <laughs> we did. I did throw one good one there. It was good to know to see the yeah, curveball you, still work. You got but... a couple of us with that, I think. <laughs> well, you got me as well, too. So, so it was all fair game. So cool. Yeah. So, uh, so obviously, where I call you Mookie, I know you as Mookie. We, everyone else probably knows you as Ryan. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ryan, and uh, and how you got started playing baseball? Uh, well, I think for starters, everybody would probably know me as Mookie. I introduced myself to the baseball people, especially as Mookie. Um, I've had comments before in group chats. When's Ryan coming down to play baseball? He's always seems interested. He's never here. I'm like, that, that's me. I'm, I'm the same person. And it's uh, the nickname is stuck, which I think if I remember right, you gave me the nickname in the first uh, first year of the Cannons. And yeah, we did. Stuck we, it, was, uh, it was me and Chris Lettingham and, and Dan had uh, said, you know, we got to give someone a nickname, Mookie. And we just stuck it on you. And it's stuck ever since. Uh. But no, yeah, like we said, uh, I think I started playing 2014, on and off. Um, Chris Lettingham that you mentioned, he brought me down. Uh, we used to work together um, before he was a bus driver. He brought me down 
and I've been on and off there since, um, and been a canon, and now the Knights since. So, so Chris talked you into it. So how did that go? So you guys were working on what, BHS at that point in time? And yeah, we were He's like, I'm BHS. playing baseball, and if you want uh, something to I do. Think, I think we, we worked in the stock room. Uh, he mentioned he was going to baseball training one night, and I sort of looked at him confused, obviously, as everybody does, that there's no baseball in Scotland. And he says, no, there is. Give it a try and come down. And uh, that was it, basically. So did you have any interest in baseball before you get started there? Or was this kind of when, when Chris said um, that, you're like, yeah, I don't think so? It wasn't no interest in it. I've always been into sports, whether it's football or uh, baseball, stuff like that. Um, I prefer to play the sports rather than watch it. So a lot of people are almost shocked and confused to find out that I don't follow any baseball teams, anything like that. Uh, I just play it, and that's that's it. There was, uh, I think, Ren especially pulls these names out of baseball players, and I've I've no idea who they are. Uh, right. So I'd, I'd rather play sports than than watch it. So if you had to if you had to pick a team, if you're leaning to one team that you said, all right, yeah, I would watch it. Would you? Is there anyone in particular you go, okay? At least I know a couple of guys on the team that I could like, say, all right, I may like them. But yeah, you saying that you don't really watch it and follow it, it's not going to really help. I think, if forced to, I th to be fair, the only hat I have is uh, Dale uh, Turtle's Phillies hat. He lent me for a Cannons game. So I think by default, I have to say Phillies, but I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> it's not not a bad, good thing or a bad thing either way. It's uh, you know one of those things where I, you know, I totally get what you mean by not following the sport. I, I like to golf. Don't follow golf one bit. Uh, I can totally understand. It's just like it's more fun just getting out there and playing than actually have, trying to follow it all. So um, that's funny you mentioned turtle. That was that was the good old days of back of 2013, 2014 when we had a, a strong cannon side and yeah. uh, we had a lot of fun at training. I know I had talked to Chris recently and he said that was the the fun days of, of showing up to training on a Wednesday night and chasing fly balls and uh, and you know just giving each other a ton of shit and. <laughs> Have a lot of fun, but yeah, so you know, let's talk about when you first joined the club. Um, what was your first kind of impression? I mean, you come in as a new guy, you have Chris kind of bringing you on, you knew Dan. Um, you know, was it a little uh, <laughs> John's already got his first comment, and I'll go there. Uh, and, and it was just that what, what, what were your first thoughts? I mean, you've obviously been playing for quite a few long time now, so it had to be a little strange walking into this going, I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. Yeah, I haven't never watched or played baseball, it was. Not difficult to pick up, but obviously there's a lot of very niche rules. Um, so the, the playing aspect of it was, well, not difficult, but a learning curve. But in terms of like the group of people, they were all very welcoming. And I think that still carries on now. You get a lot of new people coming down who always find everybody's welcome and everybody speaks to everybody. And that sort of carried on from way back then to now. I think it's just a continual thing with it baseball and end run scotland in general yeah speaking of which i said i said what position do you currently play and what positions have you played throughout the years uh right okay um I'll, throughout the years i'll start with that it's probably easier i've played second short third and all of outfield um currently prefer third play outfield and pitch a little bit for the knights um played first base on Sunday as a little bit of fun and I'm not against that either now so that might be another one to add to the to the checklist um 
I don't think I've got the knees for a catcher. I think I'll leave that to those that can. Yeah. Those whose knees are going to five, six or seven innings behind the plate and yeah. not feel too bad the next day. Like I, <laughs> I, I was surprised I even jumped in there and caught on Sunday and, and caught that one inning. And I definitely felt, felt it for that one inning I caught. Um, so do you have a preference of what you'd like to play? If you had a choice, what would be the position you just want to stick at? Um, I think infield, um, whether it be second or third, is preference. Um, that's where I'm playing with the Knights when I'm not pitching. Um, and that was part of the reason why I'm on the Knights as well, is the Cannons roster has a mass of very highly talented players, and especially in the infield, they've got everybody can play all the positions in the infield. So Ruri and I spoke and I said, look, I would like to play the infield, but I know that there's a lot of people already on the Cannons team playing the infield. Um, I'll play the outfield if needs be, but I would rather play infield for the Knights, at least to get the reps in and the training in, so that if needs for the Cannons, I can play third. But it's been on and off. Uh, I've played third for the Cannons a couple of times, and it's been all right. It's different. The ball comes really quick at you at third base. Yeah. Um, well, it depends who's pitching. Um, we've got a lot of good pitchers on the Cannons, so it, it takes a couple of innings for people to catch up to them. Um, and then you start getting a lot down the, the left-hand side when people are taking that step back away for the plate and waiting on the uh, catching up to the ball. Yeah, it's a it's a reaction sport. It's a step and a dive, and that's about all you yeah. have time for. You, you you can't think at all in that position there. You just have to react. So, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. You can kind of take it in or two off in the beginning, but then when they catch up to everything, uh, it, it's a busy time over at third base. Uh, yeah. I'm really glad you touched on. You're playing for both the Knights and the Cannons. So, how exactly does that work? So, you're spending most of your time with the Knights there and keeping things going there, and then when the Cannons have a need, you're gonna come up and play. So. The way it's worked is the Knights travel or are at home or away with one of the two Edinburgh teams every week. Um, well, apart from last week, we had the week off as the Cannons did um, because of the way the, the signal A teams work out. But uh, if Ruri tends to post the, the Cannons team lineup on maybe the Thursday, Friday, and if I'm needed to play, I won't play with the Knights. I don't feel it's fair to take a position on both teams. Um, we have enough players on the Knights anyway that I can let other people play on the Knights. But then if not playing with the Cannons, I'll play with the Knights. So at least a game a weekend, two games, is uh, taking up too many spaces, to be honest. Yeah, and I said, and it's baseball in Scotland. So, you know, some days you have 14 guys show up, other times you have six. So you never know yeah. what to expect there. So, you know, you have to kind of be a, a, a jack of all trades to play everywhere and just play where you're needed. So, yeah, speaking right. of the Knights, how, how did you guys determine the team name? Because this is the first time we've had a Knight on here. And we asked you guys, what was the decision process to come up with the Knights? Uh, it was a long process. There was. A large list of uh, team name suggestions. We whittled it down to our top five, and then we had a vote on it uh, within everyone in the Knights team. And then the vote ended, and then a lot of people said they forgot. They didn't see the vote. They didn't get to vote. So we held another vote. Um, and it was also mentioned that I think the, the first 
named that one was the Claymores, but I think they were or are already a team. Uh, I think it might be American football. I might be wrong. It was the American um, football team out, out of, uh, well, Glasgow mainly. Um, so a lot of people moved away from that name and then the, the Knights was the next next highest choice in the uh, in the, the second vote. So if you could have picked the team name, what would have been your team name? Um, I went for the Claymores to start with. Um, there were some good suggestions and I think through the vote I did pick the Knights in the second vote as well. Um, I think at, at that stage the majority did and we'd had a couple of uh, logo ideas sketched up as well by uh, Dylan, Adam, Martin and Matt. They'd uh, got together and sketched up some logo ideas so they were able to adapt that to the Knights as well which was, which was pretty good. <laughs> We've got a couple of comments here. There, uh, uh, Scott Black has commented. I put it on there. I said, "We well, said you guys missed your chance there to call yourself the Edinburgh Rock Candy or Candies, and that was the best team name." Uh, there you go. So it says it's got that's big MLB vibes there. Uh, so, you know, uh, uh, and Lucas is saying Claymores, aka Knights. So kind of the same all thing there. So obviously, there's some people watching uh, their own opinion. Uh, of what the team should have been called there. So <laughs> I don't think you were ever yeah, going to win with whatever you picked there. It's hard to please everybody, is this? But Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. I, and then the logos come out there. It's You've got a, kind of a, the Padres feel to it. Uh, and you guys have some pretty cool uniforms, which we've yet to see yet. We've always seen some glimpses of what they look like. We've uh, They're a work in progress. We've got um, their own order. Uh, just a case of when they get here, basically. As with uh, the Canons and the Devil's Orders, they took their time to get here, but once we got them, they, they looked really good. Um, so I'm do excited like, to see what the, the Knights ones look like. So do you have any idea what they look like? You want to give us a, a little uh, preview of what we can we expect to see? Um, if I remember right, they're fully brown, like Padres colors, like you said. I, again, I don't know who the Padres are, so I've had to look up, look up who they are. Um, right, yeah, this is a, this is from like the mid seventies. This is like the mustard yellow and the and the brown. So that that's where the influences come from. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so it's like a full brown uh, uniform, and then sort of coming round the neck, and then down the the button side is I think maybe three or four shades of uh, sort of orange through yellow. Um, it looks it looks really smart. So you guys got kind of a combination of uh, Astros and Padres uniforms. Uh, it definitely has a uh, turn-back-the-clock vibe to it. So <laughs> We've got a comment from Aberdeen as well. So we've got Mark Joss saying you're going to have to beat up the Aberdeen Express uniform, which is the best one in the league. So <laughs> apparently well, uh, it's, it's a fashion we'll show be, now. We'll be accepting applications to the Knights just because of the uniform. Put it that way. <laughs> well, I I think I've seen what the final uniform looks like. It does look pretty cool. I'm pretty impressed by it. There, uh, funny enough, I, it has a football feel to it because you guys have the stripe on it, uh, and yeah. everyone, it kind of gave me that that kind of football feel to it there. So, uh, I guess when, when they, you finally have it, we'll have a team photo, and <laughs> and we'll see what they actually look like. We've got Lucas here asking, said, "Why not a bow tie?" So. <laughs> We're getting all sorts of uh, of, of, our, of people expressing their opinion on what the uniform should look like. <laughs> but you guys got the hats, so the hats are an important thing, though. So at least you have the yeah. hats, and and you guys wear the yellow tops. And 
uh, the yellow stirrups, at least the yellow socks there. So you guys do look like a team. It does look pretty cool. And I'm excited to see um, what it looks like when it's all put together. No, I think it'll look good. Um, we also have sort of, I guess, they're like training tops. Uh, the Cannons and the Devils have a similar, where it's like a, a white chest with the yellow long sleeves and then the, the logo in the middle. Um, they look pretty good as well. Uh, I think they're coming sooner than the uniforms. So we'll be able to show you those at some point. Cool. Well, I look forward to seeing that as I, I pop down every once in a while and, and get to see what everyone's wearing there. Uh, I've still got my classic stuff on here. So <laughs> you know, I'll go with the old school stuff. Cool. Um, what was I say? So, um, so what do you think the biggest difference is? So you, you know, you mentioned you played for the Knights, you played for the Cannons. What's the biggest adjustment you have to make when you go, okay, I'm playing for the Cannons today versus when you're playing for the Knights? Uh, I mean, well, like you said, third base is very busy. Um, it's a very reactive position, um, more so at AAA because of the, the high level of button. Um, whereas with the sort of single double a players they're a lot more central with it um i think you sort of find the second and short get a lot more of the ball uh the pitcher as well coming back at them so and which one are you feeling more comfortable at so is, are you feeling more comfortable playing at the single a level there or or do you like the challenge of playing up at the triple a where you know you're not expected to go three for three at the plate and uh you're expected to you know, get a hit and get on base uh i, I definitely like the the challenge of the triple a um the button especially is it's good practice as well um seeing fast pitches and pitches that move a lot um I actually think my batting stats at triple A are better than they are at single A, but I don't know if that says more about me trying to hit everything at single A or taking my time at triple A. Um, but no, I like the challenge, but also I like the, again, the pitching side of single A, trying that out is a bit different. And then the opportunity to change positions through the single A, try stuff out that isn't going to, potentially lose the game or lose the league sort of thing. And, and you said you mentioned your pitching. So obviously as a former pitcher, I'm always curious to see how you're progressing along. What's been the hardest part about you uh, with learning how to pitch? Uh, mechanics, definitely like repeatable mechanics. Um, the, there's a lot of talk about the same arm slot and stuff like that. It's very hard to repeat. I find anyway. Um, and also not being incredibly sore Monday through Wednesday. Uh, that's that's a new one. Not being able to lift my arms past here on a Wednesday is a, is a strange one. Uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons well, after the Cannons games, we'd always go out in, into the outfield and stretching that. That was more for me <laughs> because I wonder <laughs> if I didn't stretch out, I was going to be really sore on a Monday to Tuesday. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's a tough one there. I mean, it, it's really hard to get a lot of practice in with pitching. You know, you can't just kind of like rock up and someone can catch you and you can throw 50 balls there and try to get that kind of repeatable motion that you need there. Um, have you tried throwing any breaking pitches yet? Or are you just work, really working about trying to get the ball across the plate? I think it's just getting it across the plate. Um, you saw on Sunday, I was I was trying to trying to pitch sidearm to ease the pain, but that seems to not have worked. Uh, it was a bit wilder than just throwing over the top. Um, I would like to try and work in at least a breaking pitch, but I think 
accuracy over the plate is a the first step. Yeah, I mean, it is hard. It, it, it's not as easy as uh, as everyone thinks this is get on top on a mound and throw you know pitches over the strike zone and see how it goes. Uh, you know, it, it is a bit of a uh, a thing you have to learn and practice and really get down there. And you can't just go up there and, and like you're playing catch and throw the ball to someone. You know, you have an area to hit time and time again. And of course, everyone's swinging at it as well. Yeah, I think the good thing that the practice is more now. There's a lot more people who want to come down and learn to pitch, learn to catch. So you do get that practice in, and there's a lot of good pitchers that come up the training every week. Kit, Federico, uh, Pete, to name a few, and they're helpful in their their teaching of mechanics and uh, stuff like that. So there is the opportunity there to develop it pretty well. Um, it's just it's a lot different throwing it off the mound to just the catcher when somebody's standing in the batter's box. There's a lot more going through your head about uh where you have to throw the ball yes exactly and of course you, you know you don't want to hit anybody so that's in the back yeah of your mind so as well, it's always you... in the back of your head that you, you don't want to hit them especially uh if it's somebody who's say at the single a hasn't been at the bat that often and they're maybe standing a bit close to the plate you don't want to tell them to move away but you don't want to hit them either no, no, not at all. It was uh, that seemed to always be a problem for various people when we had uh, the youngsters, uh, the guys that were under fourteen, showing up at the time, and you don't want to hit these guys because they're young, and you always hit those guys because you're trying not to yeah. hit the guys. It's it's absolutely. As soon as, you, as soon as you think to yourself, "Don't hit them," that's it. You hit them. So. <laughs> yeah. So we got a couple comments here that I'll throw up here real quick. So Lucas is asking, "Did did you get a new bat yet?" Uh, I've not, no. Has he got a new bat yet? The two of us smashed our bat the same day against uh, <laughs> David Flores of the Comets. Uh, I thought John would have been on to rub it in that I broke my bat after he broke his off of me, but it's lying in that corner with a big splinter out of it. So <laughs> so is it broken frustration or did you take one off a handle and, and that was the... No, I took one. It's a little bit too, too close up the barrel uh, and there's a nice bit about that size has come off it. <laughs> Yeah, it does happen. Uh, so you go through bats through here quite quickly. Uh, and then we've got Scott Black asking. He said he can he can tell us he can teach you how to throw a Vulcan changeup without zero command. So when you're ready to learn that one, Scott's your man for that. <laughs> I think I've seen him throw that from home plate to second as a catcher. <laughs> oh, and then John's actually watched the show. And he said that's a little bit, bit of karma for you. So he, is, <laughs> he, he he may not be on the show giving you abuse, but he's at least giving you some abuse from watching the show here. So it's good to know. Oh, um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, all right. I was going to ask. So, um, what's your best memory you've had from playing? baseball of all these years i mean there's a lot of memories going on you can go with something recent or even something from back when the first time they're showing up you know a wolfy uh, memory i mean there's lots to go by so i think probably the first time we went down to kent to the battle of britain um went down nobody really expected anything from us uh and then ended up winning the tournament that was probably the highlight that was just a brilliant weekend all around to be honest yeah, did you get much playing time when we were down there? Or did you get to see a yeah, lot? Or just uh, I think game? we had, I think we had, I want to say five or six games, including the final. Um, and I think I played in three of them, possibly four of them. Um, more outfield 
but at the time that was that was where I enjoyed playing. And was it interesting to see how? I mean, we we know we won the Battle of Britain that year. So was it interesting to see how far along the other teams were? I mean, we've been kind of remote and played by ourselves for quite a few years, and to head down to England and kind of go, oh look, we we can play baseball up here, uh, and and see that maybe the teams down there aren't as developed as we were. Yeah, I think maybe not that they were underdeveloped, but I think that we had high expectations of the the teams we were going to face. Um, and maybe they had lower expectations of what we were going to play, but uh, we were able to show them we were on the same level as they were, and that was that was pretty impressive on our part, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, uh, we haven't played anyone versus in England for for many many years. So to go down there and, and see you guys do as well as you did, that was had to be very satisfying for you guys. No, it was a, it was a good weekend. It did help to have Sam on the team, so. <laughs> <laughs> It is yeah, nice I, have a ringer. I think when you when you actually sat down and looked at the team that went down, I, I'm not surprised we didn't we did as well we did that well. It was a it was a very strong team we took down. Uh, like Sam, Adam, uh, Ren, everyone like that, Federico, stuff like that. It was all really high level players that we took down. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you can put you know our starting nine versus pretty much any team's starting nine and stack up pretty well. Yeah, year in year out, we always one through nine. We'd have a pretty solid Scotland team to face anyone down in England. Cool. Uh, I was saying. So, uh, what about personal highlights? What's been your personal highlight? You, you know, it's a, you know, is there been anything that stands out? Maybe a day you went four for four, or you know, you, you had your first extra base hit. You know. Um. I've not hit a home run yet, so not that. Um, I've had a couple of, two or three years ago, had a couple of pretty good games at third base. Um, I don't think there's been anything that, that jumps out as that highlight moment yet. So touch wood, there's, uh, there's one to come at least. All right. So cause the next question was, is there one thing you want to achieve before you end your baseball career? So you mentioned you not had a home run yet. So uh, is there anything else? Maybe? <laughs> I know that Rory waited a while for his first one and got one a couple of weeks back. So I'm not in a rush to get one. Um, well, if, if you've been playing eight years, Rory's been playing 18. So you've got at least 10 more years <laughs> in you to do it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've got 10 more years in my legs or my arms, to be honest. But we'll see. Um. For, no, I think just consistency, maybe a solid place at third base uh, in the, the AAA lineup and maybe some more tournaments and stuff like that, uh, whether it be down south or ones that we host or maybe even abroad if there's anything that lets us do that. Yeah, I said maybe maybe get in the mound for uh, the AAA team and pitch a couple of innings there, see how you do. I think there's, there's, there's too big of a waiting list to get on on the mound there, to be honest. <laughs> hey, you never know. Like I said, one of those days you, you might just be called up and, and if, you know you could be a lights-out closer with that Vulcan change-up that you have no control over. <laughs> All right, brilliant. Mookie, it's been all the best. I'm going to put you in the, in the waiting room. You can stick around. We can chat after the show here. But uh, thanks so much for coming on. Tell us a, a little bit more about the, the cannons. And definitely we've got to learn about the Knights. The first chance we had to talk to anybody that's played for the Knights. So uh, I'm going to wrap the show up here. But uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, I'll chat to you in a bit here. Thank you for having me. Cheers. All right.
Brilliant. All right. That was Ryan Mookie McFarlane on the show tonight. Thanks for everybody that, that uh, chipped in on the show there. I, I know that was a lot of fun with you guys all engaging the show here. I do have one thing I need to add that John has begged me to make sure I mentioned that uh, Jason Stott hit a home run in week six against the Oilers, and he neglected to mention it on the show. So he says he hereby publicly and, and humbly apologizes to coach for his unacceptable contact, conduct. Go comments. So there you go. John wanted, John may not be on the show with me, but he's definitely watching. So uh, <laughs> there we go. He apparently missed it. I was unable to make the show last week, unfortunately, and, and John couldn't make this, the show this week. So um, I, I'm sure – I hope I didn't miss anything out or I'll be the one apologizing next week. Anyway, so this, this weekend schedule here, so we have AAA. We have the Devils at the Comets. We have the Galaxy at the Cannons. And then in the, in the single A schedule, we have the Galaxy versus the Knights on the Sunday. So thanks for everyone that was tuning in. I love the engagement. It was really fun having you guys all, you know, asking Mookie questions and engage everything. And uh, yeah, Lucas, I, I did get on the mound to pitch a little bit. I was hoping to pitch an inning or two, and it was like four or five innings, and then I caught for an inning. So uh, it was good to go back. I would have. Uh, we wish a couple of the candidates had shown up. I would have pitched against you one last time. But uh, anyways, John says, Bobby, we need everyone. I'll see you guys all next week. Have a good one.